All right, so uh, like you said, my name is Zach. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see just the effort that it takes to be together in a time like this. So it's, uh, it's exciting just to be a part of what you guys are doing. Uh, it, was, it was great to hear some stuff from the podcast uh, from like last semester and all that. And, and as that continues, and then also just being able to, to gather together and uh, as was mentioned, just be able to to worship and and open the word and encourage one another is a is a really cool thing to see uh, some effort taken to be able to continue to do that in a time where there are so many reasons to not be able to. Um, so uh, it's a it's a really encouraging thing for me, and I'm uh, really grateful to be a part of it today. Again, my name is Zach. Uh, I am uh, the youth pastor over at Fortified Hills and. Um, I'm married. I've been married for about four and a half years. My wife's name's Sarah, and we have one son. His name's Henry. He's out there rolling around in the uh, stroller right now. Um, and so it's been, uh, it's been, he's a little over a year old, and uh, it's been a, a lot of fun having a little boy running around the house and all that. So um, one thing for me, as of this week, I've been a Christian for 22 years. So uh, if there are any of you who have been a Christian for longer than I have, then I would question whether or not you should be in high school still. Um, 22 years. It was March 21st, 1999 that, um, that I, I, I recognized my need for a Savior and that that Savior is Jesus in what he has accomplished for me in his life, death, burial, and resurrection. Uh, and so 22 years, and I was thinking about it, I was thinking about it just throughout this week, I was talking to some people about it last week, uh, just every time this point of the year, I'm, I'm just excited because it's just a marker for me of what God has done in my life. Now, I'm not going to go through like my whole testimony and all that, but over the past 22 years, it hasn't just been like all easy and excellent it's been, there's been struggles. There's been uh, uh, illness in family. There's been uh, divorce in my family. There's been all kinds of ups and downs. And, and what has remained true throughout the whole thing is that God is faithful. And so uh, as we look at some things tonight or uh, this morning, we're going to see how, how, how God works through, in and through those who are committed to him. And so uh, for me, we're going to do two questions. I'm going to kind of present you guys two questions. And they're two questions that have been some of the most impactful and convicting questions that I have faced in the 22 years that I have been a Christian. Uh, And it was actually when I was in high school that these questions were first asked to me. And so I was about your age when these questions were presented. It was like a student weekend at an event and, uh, and the speaker presented these two questions, and it just wrecked me. As a Christian, that there, there were these, these two things that if I just looked at myself and tried to answer them, then it completely changed uh, the way that I would look at other people and see their need uh, for the, uh, the Savior that I have. And so I'm going to present those questions to you this morning. But before we get there... We're going to need a good starting point. We're going to go to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 for that. 
but even before we get there, uh, I'm going to just ask you guys about the, the word reconcile. When you hear the word just reconcile, what does that mean? Just in general, anybody have like a basic definition for the term reconcile? Anybody? Coming together. Okay. So if, if we think of reconcile as a coming together, then we have to reconcile or recognize that there must have been things that were apart. Right? If we think about relationships coming together, then we have to recognize that there was some kind of distance in the relationship to even provide an opportunity for there to be reconciliation. So two things that are separated coming together. If we think about relationships, then we have like a, a, a restoration of relationships. So reconcile would be to restore relationship. And so as we look at our, our, our text today that we're going to look at um, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we're going to see reconciliation as a term. So I wanted to understand what that is, reconciliation, that there are, are, are two parties that uh, are, are not in relationship with one another and something has to happen for them to be reconciled uh, so that they can be in relationship, to restore relationships. So 2 Corinthians chapter 5, starting in verse 17, we're going to read to 21, and then uh, we'll talk about a few things. I'm going to give you guys these two questions. So starting in verse 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting, entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. I'm going to pray for us real quick, and then we're just going to dive into this. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that you have given us your word. Thank you that you have sent your son, Jesus Christ, that we might be reconciled to you. And as we will discuss here this morning, God, thank you that you have given us this ministry of reconciliation so that we can go and be ambassadors for Christ. Uh, Father, be with us this morning as we examine your word and are, are challenged by it. Help us to see who Jesus is here as he's paid the price for us. In his name we pray, amen. Okay, so um, if you are a Christian here today, if you uh, are in Christ, as this was talking about, then there's a message here for you. If you are in Christ, now this, in Christ, I'm not just saying like there was one point at one summer camp when you, when you, prayed a prayer because you felt something in this one specific song that was just pumping and it was the, 
it, it kept going, like they kept doing the chorus over and over, and it kept going, and you felt something, so you raised your hand, and, and nothing has changed since. You've just gone on to live your life as you normally would have, where nothing's different. There's no impact of this. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in Christ as in you are trusting in Christ as your Savior and your Lord right now. That's what I'm talking about, in Christ. You're trusting in Christ as your, your Savior, the one who has redeemed you and rescued you from sin, and your Lord, your King, the one who is in authority over your life. Trusting in Christ. When I say in Christ, he is your, your substitute in death and your redeemer in new life. Trusting in him, clinging to him. So in Christ, if you are in Christ, there is a message here for you. And that is that you are an ambassador for Christ. An ambassador for Christ. We see that there in verse 20. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. Um, If we think about that, God making his appeal through us, and it says, on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. That we as ambassadors for Christ are, are living on behalf of Christ. That means in our In our speech, we're speaking to other people on behalf of Christ. What would it look like if you were to walk the halls of your school on behalf of Christ? That means that you would sit at your dinner table with your family then on behalf of Christ, as an ambassador for Christ. That means that you would participate on your sports team on behalf of Christ, as an ambassador for Christ. Some of you may even pick up your entire life and move halfway across the world to live with an unreached people on behalf of Christ as an ambassador for Christ. What would your school look like if all of those who are in Christ lived like this, on, as ambassadors on behalf of Christ in how, how you talk to one another, in how you encourage and edify others, in how you have this specific message of Christ directing others to him. What would it look like? What would it look like in your family if we lived as ambassadors for Christ? I, my, my, my dad is is not a believer. My dad, I've been a Christian for 22 years. I was in, in elementary school when I became a Christian. And I, I went through the entire time that I lived with my dad. Didn't share the gospel with him. And it's been like, I've been like rushing over the past three years to try to share the gospel with him more and more. And I have opportunity often. I'm able to share the gospel with my my dad probably once or twice a month at least in just conversation because I I know that when it comes to my relationship with him, I I must be an ambassador for Christ. 
What would it look like in your family if you, as a believer, just lived as an ambassador for Christ? What would it look like on your ball team if, if you were in Christ and you lived as an ambassador on behalf of Christ? What would your language look like? What would your generosity and compassion look like? As ambassadors, we've been given a, a, a message to share. It says, um, verse 18, All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself, brought us back, restored relationship between us and himself, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That means that at some point, we, just like I talked about 22 years ago, March 21st, 1999, that, that I recognized my need for a Savior. I recognized that sin left me in a broken relationship with God, distant, far from Him. Something needed to happen so that I could be back in relationship with God, which was my ultimate need. My ultimate need was for a Savior. And I, I realized God sent Jesus to meet that need and bring me back into relationship with God. So then now, verse 18, that means that my ministry is to, is to recognize people that are far from God in broken relationship. And they might feel that, and I can identify with that because I've been there. I know brokenness because I've, I've been there. I know brokenness because I see brokenness in the world. So I can, I can recognize that. I can speak into that brokenness with a ministry of reconciliation that somebody has come to fix that. Somebody has come to reconcile and restore your relationship with God. There it is, a ministry of reconciliation. So we who have been reconciled to God are now sent out so that we see others who need that reconciliation. The ultimate need in their life is not that, that we would just put a roof over their heads or give them food, and we should do those things, but we should do those things so that we might have opportunity to show them who Christ is. That we would see people far from God and point them to the Jesus that reconciles their relationship with God. This is the greatest message, the greatest message that we could ever carry, the greatest message, the greatest thing that we could ever share with somebody, greatest news that we could ever have. That God hasn't left us in our brokenness, but instead he sent Jesus so that our relationship with him might be restored. Reconciled. It's the most important thing that you can share. It's the most important thing that we see here in Scripture, even if you flip back a couple pages and you see in uh, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the first four verses of 1 Corinthians 15 uh, this says, now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. And get this, he said, for I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He's like, I'm telling you exactly what I received. Sounds a lot like what we see in 2 Corinthians. I've been reconciled, so I have a ministry of reconciliation. I'm telling you exactly what I received. And it's, it might not be easy to share, but it's, it's pretty simple. 
the way that he lays it out right. It's about Jesus. He says earlier, I believe, in 1 Corinthians, I, I chose to know nothing among you except Christ and him crucified. Like that was it. That was all I was sharing. That was all I was sharing in generosity and compassion. That was all I was sharing in, in my, 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 what I was saying to you. The only, I decided to know nothing among you except Christ and him crucified. So it seems like we could say, hey, this is what I see in, in 2 Corinthians. This is who I ought to be. Now I just need to like check that box off, right? And then it's all good. But it's not just like this obligation that, we, that we're trying to meet. But it is like we share out of the joy of knowing Jesus. We know Jesus. We know who he is and what he's done for us. And that gives joy because that gives hope for eternity. So we share then out of this joy. That if we have been restored into relationship with God, that we can share that with others. So if you are in Christ here, there is a message for you. Verse 20. We are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. But if you are here this morning and you, you think, I don't know. I don't know if I'm in Christ. I don't know what it means to be in Christ. I, I, I don't think I've been reconciled. Maybe I see that there's brokenness and there's need for that, but I haven't been reconciled. Then there's a message here for you. And it's the rest of verse 20. We implore you on behalf of Christ. Be reconciled to God. Be rec- it, the offer is reconciliation. And all you have to do is trust in the one who's accomplished it. And that's it. So the message then for you is be reconciled to God. Like read this and, and know that it's, it's talking directly to you. It's not, it's not to the person beside you. It's not to the person behind you. It's directly to you. And also to the person beside you and behind you. This brings us to the two questions. I promised two questions. When I was in high school, I was your age. Two questions at a, a student event. So as we read this passage and we see that if we are reconciled to God, then we've been given this ministry of reconciliation. And uh, that, that weekend with these Students and this guy speaking, he gave these two questions that for me evaluated kind of my, uh, my effectiveness, not just that, but my desire to participate in what we see here in this passage. <clears throat> questions were this. One, when was the last time you led someone to Christ? When was the last time you led someone to Christ? When was the last time you... And, and I don't mean then that there is something in, uh, in you that's going to save them. We know from, from, from Romans that the gospel has the power to save. That we don't have the power to save, but we're to be ambassadors for Christ, right? Second Corinthians here. When was the last time you led someone to Christ in that? When was the last time you directed someone to who he is as Savior and they trusted and believed and you were able to just walk with them through that? When was the last time? So that question was presented. When was the last time? At that time for me, it had been well over a year. And like I knew the moment, I knew when it was, it had been well over a year since the last time that I had led someone to Christ. And maybe you're here today and you, you know exactly when that moment 
is. The last time he led someone. Maybe you're here today and, and you know exactly because there's not a moment that you've led someone to Christ. But here's the second question. And this is what was the, the convicting one for me. First question, when was the last time you led someone to Christ? The second question was, when was the last time you tried? When was the last time you shared your faith with someone? When was the last time you shared that message that Paul in 1 Corinthians says that this is the only thing I decided to know among you? I'm going to deliver you what is of first importance, the, the, the same thing that was delivered to me, the gospel of who Jesus is, the sacrifice that he's made in his life, death, burial, and his resurrection. When was the last time you even tried? When was the last time you recognized someone's brokenness and told them about the one who reconciles their relationship with God? That was, those were the two questions that completely and, and, and really shaped the trajectory of my relationship with so many people. The intention that I have in my relationship with my dad right now is because of the conviction that this gives me. Not, not that I'm convicted by, uh, by these questions, but I'm convicted by this so that I would be someone who is an ambassador for Christ. And it's the same message for you. So again, what would your school look like if you, as you walk the halls were an ambassador for Christ? What would your family look like as you sat at the dinner table dinner table on behalf of Christ? What would your language look like, your communication look like among your friends if you were an ambassador for Christ? Two questions. When was the last time you led someone to Christ? When was the last time you tried? Uh, I'm going to pray for us. There are countless ways that you could respond to this. It could be that you just... You want to be more committed. You want to be an ambassador. You want to maybe know more about what it is to share your faith. Maybe you want to respond and say, hey, like, I don't know if I've been reconciled to God. And in your response, you just want to, you want to say, I, want, I need that reconciliation. I want to recognize what Christ has done on my behalf and my need for him. That could be your response here this morning. I'm going to pray for you guys. And I don't know what the, the next thing is and, or who's going to come up or anything else that's going to go on. But I, I'm, I'm just going to pray for you. Know that I'm going to stick around for a little bit. If you want to talk with me, if you want to talk with one of your leaders, then, then you can do that. There's, a, there's some time here that you can do that. And um, I'd love to talk with you just about whatever your response is here this morning. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you that we who are broken and far from you have found reconciliation, a restored relationship in your son, Jesus. And God, I pray that you would burden our hearts with this ministry of reconciliation to go and see brokenness and be able to empathize and recognize that brokenness because we've been there. God, that we would point those people to the Savior. God, I pray that these students would be able to be in their homes and in their halls and on their teams, in their friendships, on behalf of Christ as ambassadors. And God, that you would 
do great things through them because of what you've accomplished for them in Christ. God, be with us today as these students just have uh, some, some time over the next several minutes to respond, to have conversation with each other, conversations with leaders or myself, God, that, um, God, that you would just draw them to be open, honest, transparent, and God, uh, committed to being ambassadors for you. Be with us this morning as we respond in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, guys. Wow. Let's give him a round of applause. Um, We have some student leaders coming around right now with some cards. Uh, We ask that if you have any prayer requests that you will write them down. Um, Our leadership team prays over them every week in our meetings. Um, They do not exit our leadership team. Um, So we're just coming around with some cards right now. Um, Man, just give him another round of applause. That was fantastic. I know I needed to hear that this morning. Um, What a challenge to all of us Christians, especially us that are like complacent and content with where we are. Like that was just, that's, that hit me right where I needed to be hit. Um, So I'm just going to pray over these prayer request cards that are coming out. Um, Just so let's all bow our heads and pray. Father God, I just thank you for the message this morning. Lord, I thank you for the ability to have FCA. God, I thank you for the community that we have here at FCA. Father, as these prayer request cards come around, Lord, I pray that all of these will just be lifted up to you, God, and that you will work in all of their lives. And uh, you are still in the miracle working business, Father, and I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, two quick things. First, remember next week, uh, they have a good Friday service here at Westridge, so we're going to be moving half mile down the road. We're going to be at Church of the Vine. Uh, our leaders will put that out on social media. Um, if y'all need to know the address, but it is just a half mile or so down the road, I know you do. Uh, and then Biscuits will be here shortly. So, will it?